Welcome to the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Catani, and the founder of Catani Capital Group. For the last two years, I've been studying alternative assets and now help solve the problem of creating passive cash flow for creators, influencers, and busy professionals by bringing you five episodes a week of easy to understand education in the world of passive investing. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of Friday Follow Up here on the Cashflow Chronicles. I am your gracious host, Johnny Catani. And congrats on making it through another week, everybody. We are rolling right along. Back to school is officially underway. Congrats to all the parents. I know you guys are probably stoked. Hope everyone has awesome plans this weekend. And I hope everyone had a great week this week. I know I did. A lot of awesome things happening. Before we get into today's exciting episode, if you want to know what's happening, aka what kind of sweet deals are rolling out, cash flow, appreciation, see all of the above, whatever tickles your fancy, you know where to go. KatanicapitalGroup.com. KatanicapitalGroup.com. Top right corner, become an investor. That is where all the new deals will be rolling out. If you have not had a chance to listen to Wednesday's episode, I highly suggest it for the reason of understanding what an equity multiple is and how it's derived between real estate and really the biggest uh, point I make is where the equity multiple came from for the oil and gas deal that I launched with King Operating Company. That deal is rolling right along and we're very excited uh, but had some concerns from some investors about the three and a half X equity multiple for good reason, because you just don't see that in real estate. Uh, and they were worried that it was not conservative. So uh, I explain how it is conservative for the type of deal that it is and how real estate and uh, oil and gas are not the same in that respect. So if you want to know more about that, Go listen to Wednesday's episode. All right. So if you follow me on social media, you've seen that I started to do walk and talks, uh, which has been great. And uh, I will not listen. I'm going to keep doing walk and talk, but there will be more different content coming. What I realized I needed to do, admittedly, was I needed to start with a format that I was comfortable with. I overwhelm myself and, you know, the um, imposter syndrome kicks in when you start to see all these incredible content creators and especially people like, you know, uh, Cody Sanchez, who have like a whole team and, you know, they've got all the camera angles and things are moving and, you know, they say something and it pops to a video and and it can be overwhelming to want to get started and feel confident in posting. So. What I've done is I uh, have started doing walk and talk, which is literally me out on a walk with my dog, Jameson, and I record a 60 to 90 second video. Just talk about different topics. Uh, I talked about work-life balance. I talked about, um, let's see, what else? about? Oh, uh, I talked about taking action. Uh, let's see. I talked about... Oh, uh, answer the question of, you know, getting started. 
what that's like. I've talked to ad nauseum here about getting started, so I won't go into that. But yeah, if you want to follow me on social media, I would love that. Uh, it's at Johnny Katani across all platforms. J-O-N-N-Y, no H and Johnny. Uh, and that is the best place to follow along, get in touch with me. Of course, the deals are going to come on the list. So got to join the list for that. So that is the housekeeping for the day. Today, what I want to discuss was, I just want to give a quick snippet on uh, kind of some prediction forecasting for the uh, Fed. So read an article today, Fed is, uh, you're going to love this, hawkish on uh, on where uh, interest rates are and where, well, more specifically where inflation is. So my kind of take here and, you know, in, in talking to other investors, you know, it's been challenging from the capital side of things because what's happening is there are the predictability has kind of been removed from the industry in the sense that you know when you invest in the stock market at least hopefully you understand that it's very challenging to predict now certainly when your goal is you know uh set it, leave it, long-term play. You, you can confidently predict that over a 10, 20, 30-year period that you're going to have gains, right? Of course. All the data is there to support that. Where a lot of people loved, and me particularly loved real estate, is that there was predictability in the variables that go into uh, to real estate. Those being you know, uh, market predictability, you know, especially in your top markets, you know, rent increase predictability, interest rate predictability, you know, uh, of course, uh, your expense predictability, all of that. And a lot of that has been taken away strictly from the Fed being unsure about what they're going to do. And admittedly, they've admitted they still aren't sure right? Uh, based on their data, it looks like inflation is right around 3%, which is good in terms of it's finally slowing down. And you're starting to see, you know, a lot of reports, right? Savings accounts are being drained, credit card payments are down to minimums. Ultimately, what all of that says is that spending has slowed down. And ultimately, what they're trying to get to is a more predictable environment where they feel confident in, you know, setting, basically setting the stage for what's to come. They don't know whether they're going to hold. They don't know whether they're going to increase it. I mean, certainly they're not going to lower it in the next meeting, but they don't know whether they're going to hold or increase it. And what that does to investors is that uncertainty breeds extreme caution from that extreme caution comes sitting on the sidelines investing in things like treasuries you know where it's safe and especially with especially with uh you know inflation at 3% let's see the 10 year treasury right now 
uh, 4.284%. So what that tells me is that, let's see, and that might be the highest uh, previously closed at 4.3. What that tells me is that, and, and so with that being above inflation, uh, and and looks like many analysts think the 10-year could rise to 4.5%. So if you have inflation at 3% and you've got a treasury at you know, 4.5%, why not just go put your money into treasuries, right? Uh, let's see what the two years have, because I, I know the 10-year, um, and we can even look at what. See, so we're still in a uh, um, inverted yield curve. So the two-year is, is higher than the 10-year. So it's 4.9, almost 5% in the two-year. <laughs> so this is what I'm talking about, right? When you can go and get 5% in a two-year treasury in an uncertain time, meaning like, you know, uh, refinancing risk is still a factor that uh, investors are are worried about. So when you have that, what you end up with is you have everybody going and running to treasuries and being like, cool, well, my money's safe here. I'm getting, you know, 200 basis points more than, uh, than, so I basically have a 200 basis point uh, delta, which means a 200 basis point. So 2% uh, yield, 2% coupon on my, uh, on my money. It's safe because it's in a treasury with the U S government, right? No guarantees, but you know, backed by the U S government, pretty solid. Learned that in my series seven. And so what that leads to is that leads to investors not wanting to invest in unpredictability, AKA in, you know, in private placements, basically. So it becomes a challenge to raise capital. So I, I get it, right? And I totally get it. Uh, and, you know, of course, as a capital raiser and investor myself, it will be nice when we have a much more clear uh, path in terms of what the Fed is going to do, whether or not they're going to raise, keep it where it's at, right? Like if they came and said, because my personal opinion is that the interest rate is not the issue, right? Six and a half, seven percent money. That's still relatively cheap, depending where you're at. I've even seen some being nine percent, but that's in like instruction and a little more speculation, right? So you round that seven percent mark, let's say six to seven percent. That's pretty cheap money, relatively speaking. And so the issue is not the actual interest rate. The issue is the unpredictability. And so because of it being unpredictable, it's far safer to go and put it into a treasury where you can predict what's going to happen. And right now you have an actual yield, meaning you're not burning your money. You're actually getting, you know, you're actually making 2% on your money, which, you know, is safe, right? For a lot of people, especially when you get upwards of, you know, you know, potentially millions of dollars, right? That's safe, which is why these are the things that banks go and invest in. So ultimately what I'm getting at is that, you know, once we get some predictability, like if the Fed came to us and said, hey, we're going to keep interest rates where they're at. We know they're going to, we're going to keep it where it's at for the next two quarters. We feel confident over the next two quarters, uh, inflation will come down to 2%. We're going to keep where it's at. 
I would be willing to bet that more capital would come off the sidelines because of the predictability, meaning that we can be certain that over the next two, three, five years, especially interest rates are going to come down. Now, certainly I think that if you were to ask an investor what they think in the next five years, I think most would say confidently that interest rates are going to come down. But when that begins, we don't know. And so that is where I think a lot of investors are putting, staying on the sidelines is they're just unsure and that, you know, there's no guarantees, but there's a lot of predictability in good private deals. And with there being uncertainty, that's been taken away. And so that's my that's my take on what's happening right now as to why, you know, a lot of capital is on the sidelines and just kind of what I'm observing. Uh, you know, I like to watch behaviors and behaviors really tell you what's happening, right? Uh, and you know, you can find patterns and those seem to be the patterns that I see. So that's my take for today, a little bit longer episode today, but just want to kind of get that out there and uh, give you my uh, two cents. So thank you guys as always for listening. I'm always so grateful for all of my amazing listeners. Don't forget, follow me on social media. Everyone have a great weekend. I will be in sunny California for a professional beach volleyball tournament. I may have mentioned on here that I love playing beach volleyball, watching good beach volleyball. So I'm going to watch the professionals do it uh, at the Manhattan Beach Open. So if you're going to be there as well, hit me up. Uh, looks like a freaking hurricane and like bounced off of, of the Pacific side of Mexico and maybe coming up there. So I may be getting rain and flooding Sunday. Hopefully I can get home Monday morning. We'll kind of see. But anyways, everyone have a great and safe weekend. And I will talk to you guys on Wednesday. See ya. Thank you again for tuning in. Who do you know that wants more cash flow? Share this episode with them so you can grow your cash flow together. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you're subscribed on your platform of choice so you never miss a new episode. Go to katanicapitalgroup.com to learn more.